Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. It's Wednesday night. You know what that means. It is the post-AEW Dynamite Wrestling Inc. podcast with your three favorites on a Wednesday night. Good evening, everybody. If you're with us live, good afternoon, good evening, good night, good morning, whatever it is. Uh, if you're checking us out sometime on the archive around the world, we appreciate it. I am Justin Labar coming to you from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. 72 degrees today on seasonable February 15th. Nice. Up north in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. He is former WWE referee of 20 plus years, Mr. Jimmy Corderas. And down in the beautiful Puerto Rico, it is the one, the only, the Demon Diva, Isa. Uh, ladies first, Isa, how are you tonight? I'm doing great. How are you two doing? It's a Wednesday night. I'll leave it at yeah. that, Jimmy. Yeah. How are you? Yeah, uh, I mean, as good as can be. Let's put it. I've been drinking, so that might affect the way that I feel. Oh, awesome! Cool. <laughs> now I'm looking more forward to tonight. <laughs> well, that means happy thoughts come, happiness, happy, yeah. happy things come out, right? I mean, he helps me. He helped me survive the show. Well, so I'll say this about tonight, tonight's dynamite. There were certainly things that uh, I, I, I shook my head at. There was also some things that I said to myself. Finally, we are getting on a nice track uh, if this is the r avenue we're going to go down. Uh, so there were some things to, to, to take away. So certainly, uh, as with, with everything, good, bad, uh, and I'm sure uh, amongst the three of us, indifferent in some places. Uh, before we get into Dynamite tonight from Laredo, Texas, let's go ahead and uh, touch on some news. Uh, first, we will start um, 
with uh, some news here uh, regarding Ring of Honor, uh, obviously Tony Khan purchased Ring of Honor uh, last year. That was big news. A lot of you know, we saw the crossover of Ring of Honor on, on AEW programming, Dynamite and Rampage. A lot of us wondering uh, when is Ring of Honor is Ring of Honor going to get its own regular distribution? And in an interview with Sports Illustrated, Tony Khan has uh, given us some dates to put on the calendar. He's saying that Ring of Honor TV is coming Thursday, March second. On Honor Club, we're going to have the first tapings um, on February 25th and 26th at Universal Studios in Orlando. Uh, Honor Card, uh, Honor Club, excuse me, of course, their version, uh, just to put it, uh, their version of, of, a, of a network, uh, how WWE has their network on Peacock, uh, Honor Club. Uh, behind a paywall, you get, you know, I think, unlimited archives to Ring of Honor. I believe it is $9.99 a month or, 90, uh, or, or you can do an annual fee. But um, so finally, we have destination for Ring of Honor weekly programming uh isa i mean is that will you be tuned are, are you gonna pay 9.99 a month or do you already pay 9.99 a month i don't <laughs> i don't already pay the 9.99 a month if you're going to split this roster and put the ring of honor roster here to where i can only see them here i will consider it but if I'm going to see them in AW television and I'm going to get a recap of what's up with them in AW television, I wouldn't see the point in investing the money on that. Maybe for a pay-per-view, but outside of that, as of right now, no. Unless you're planning on splitting it to where that is exclusive. I think nine. I mean, you can get Peacock for cheaper than that. And we're talking WWE. We're talking WrestleMania, Royal Rumble. So you gotta, I mean, these are the times are hard right now, Lamar. So we gotta consider and be very picky about where we spend our money. Oh, no, I, I'm, I'm right there with it. You know, hard times, daddy, for some uh, <laughs> in the situations. Uh, uh, Jimmy, uh, uh, do you feel the same? Do, would you be more inclined to invest uh, in, in Honor Club if Claudio, Samoa Joe, Wheeler Yuta, Athena, Mark Briscoe, if all those who who are attached to Ring of Honor or have titles, if if you could only see them on Honor Club and they were not being sprinkled into Dynamite or Rampage, uh, would that be more of a selling point to you? It would be more of a selling point, but at this point, there is so much wrestling out there right now. It's going to be tough to sell this. You're going to get the diehards, the really, really you know, entrenched diehards to tune in, but are there going to be enough of them to keep this thing afloat? Unfortunately, yes, the streaming stuff is the way of the future, as people are saying. But right now, when you look at it from a business standpoint, the money is still in television. It's just too bad they couldn't get some kind of a television deal, whether it was on one of the Turner networks. I always look forward to seeing something happen on a Saturday at 6.05, just like the old days, kind of like, kind of like a, a throwback. But at the same time, even a syndicated television deal, I think, would have been more beneficial in this case. But to, to, to your original point, yes, I think keeping the ROH roster completely separated and segregated from the from the rest of the AEW roster will help it. I think a little bit, but will it be enough? Well, and that's if and that's if they do that. That's right. if and, and and based upon uh, Tony Khan's love to integrate the Ring of Honor, the AEW crossovers with New Japan, uh, crossovers with AAA, I have a hard time seeing him keeping them exclusively uh, behind the Honor Club paywall. I mean, I, I guess it adds a little bit of value. You assume I don't think he specified this in the uh, SI interview, but I assume whatever Ring of Honor pay per views they have moving forward would, of course it would only make sense to move them behind the honor club paywall as well. I would think to add value to that mm -hmm. subscription, but um, 
we'll have to wait and see. Uh, keeping with the news of uh, what's going on behind Tony Khan or under Tony Khan's umbrellas, rather. Uh, this one involving Thunder Rosa. Uh, she's recently returned uh, to being on the road with AEW. She's been out for some time with injury. Uh, of course, she had to vacate that that women's title at one point. Uh, she's resurfaced back on the road. She's been doing some of the Spanish language commentary for them. So just getting her back in the fold before she is physically ready to compete. Fightful Select, however, is also reporting that uh, maybe a bit of a backstage summit, as they uh, call it, called it, uh, occurred on the uh, February 8th, uh, on February 8th, before they did Dynamite. Uh, and basically, uh, Fightful's reporting that this was a, a gathering of some of the ladies in the locker room and to maybe try to work out any tension or issues that may or may not be there between some parties and Thunder Rosa. And this, this is dating back to, um, you know, allegations, so, so to speak, coming of, you know, maybe this person, maybe this lady said that she was working stiff or, uh, or this person was saying, uh, this is why she's doing this or this on her behavior. So nonetheless, Fightful Select reporting, there was some tensions at one point, but is saying that this supposed gathering was productive and, and positive and even perhaps a clean slate is, is the phrasing they use for the ladies to move forward. Uh, Jimmy locker rooms are very funny pro wrestling locker rooms. You, you have to have uh, immense trust in the other person, but you're also still very ego filled. You're still very, uh, everybody wants to be the best. Everybody wants to be number one. So that can you know bring about some tension. I, I think uh, good news here that if, if this happened and I believe FIFA selected a pretty good record that if this happened, that the conclusion was positive. Well, if that's it, like you said, if it is true that the, that they did have this meeting and the outcome was pretty much positive, then I like what they did. I like the fact that they brought this, you know, to the forefront, whereas, you know, back in the day, it used to be settled in different terms. When you had a problem with somebody, you had a problem with somebody. And sometimes uh, it got a little physical uh, outside the ring. Let's put it in behind closed doors. Let's put it that way. I like the fact that they brought this together. They said, hey, let's hash this out. Let's get this done. And and like you said, from all accounts, it's, it appears to be positive. And even uh, from Thunder Rosa's standpoint, she it looked like she reached out to and and you know, um, I guess uh, oh, what's the phrase I'm looking for here? Oh my goodness, is this gave me you know like uh, you know, uh, you know, brought out the flower so to speak. You know, initiated the uh, right. the, the peace yeah. summit so to speak. So that I, I like that, and it's a good way to do things, especially in today's day and age uh, where things have changed. And you know, maybe the old method of uh, settling. Uh, locker room disputes is not the way to go anymore, unless you're holding well, wrestlers' court. Okay, but wait, well, wait, 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 <laughs> Jimmy. Do you ever have to ref any of this outside of the ring, behind closed doors, physical encounters? Uh, did, they, me, did they require a referee? Do you ever ref any of them? Tell us, Jimmy. Let me put it to you this way I have witnessed a few in my day, and I'm not going to throw these people's names okay. under, you know, but uh, I would let the other talent help um calm the issue down i didn't think it was my place to get in there because i uh, let me put it this way uh i probably would have got my butt kicked for, <laughs> for sticking my nose but you were you were able to be part of the audience in these particular cases basically uh, yeah pretty much a lot of times it was a, it, it when it got like that and the tensions got high it was sometimes one of those deals where uh let me go see if i could find another big guy to help uh these uh, tensions, let's put it that right, way. Right, right. Got it, got it. 
Uh, Rocky Patel, uh, was this the phrase you're looking for, Jimmy? Uh, she extended the olive branch. That's, That's the a one. Phrase. There you That's go. A great and, come, and especially from uh, from a guy from Greek descent, it was uh, you know not mm-hmm. not coming up with the olive branch thing. Come on. Well, well, and, and here's the thing, um, Jimmy. As you talk about the old days and how this would have been handled at once upon a time. Again, this is all. None of the three of us were 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 present for this February eighth summit. Um, this is all just us going off again. What FIFA selectors reporting? But I, you know, I again, I don't know about you guys. I have pretty good, pretty good faith in them that that something of the, like this happened. Uh, I wonder. I don't know who initiated what. I don't know who spoke first. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you know, you talk about the, the olden days. <laughs> it was just six months ago when something called brawl out took place, oh. and so I have to wonder whether it's management whether it's the uh, boys and girls in the locker room or a combination of both, if somebody can sense, look, if, if there's some tension or problems with, with somebody and she's coming back on the road, let's let's nip this in the bud. Let's get out in front of it before we get, uh, you know, a, 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 a press conference going rogue. You know what I mean? So I, I, I wonder, and if that's the case, uh, a, a bravo to any and all in AEW who recognize that because that's the only way you can grow from crazy incidents like that is just not to let it happen again. So uh, I don't know. But. I'm with you. And from a different perspective, coming from somebody that has actually watched this product with the Spanish commentary on, I do think it could use some improvement. And I do think coming from somebody that's, you know, that, that that's passionate about that, that's the fan base that she appeals to. I do think that having her in the Spanish commentating aspect of things while she heals is a winning move from for everybody. Sure, absolutely. Uh, Raymond yeah. Velasquez, Mania, uh, you guys are great. Keep up the great job. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And if I if I can, because I just thought of one instance, I won't give. I, I will give a name, but not the people who were involved. But let me just put it to you this way: I was I happened to be in the locker room, a TV taping one day, where a Hall of Fame tag team got into it with each other. Let's just put it that way. And it lo- looked like they were going to get, and William Regal was in the room. Oh, and no. William Regal got, you know, you know, and, and Regal trying to c- calm things down. Gentlemen, gentlemen, please calm down. And I stood up and I'm like, what do I do? Do I get in there? Do I help? And, <laughs> and then, then uh, Regal looks at me, he goes, uh, Jimmy, uh, quietly go outside and find some help, please. <laughs> <laughs> so I stepped out of the locker room. I ran into a couple of guys and said, hey, can you go help William Regal in there? He needs a, a hand. So they ran in there, and I just stayed outside. I didn't see what happened after that. I love that. <laughs> but the way he said it, it was so calm. It was like, Jimmy, would you mind stepping outside and getting some – quietly get some help, please. Quietly get some help. Yes. How do you quietly get some help? Do you send smoke signals? <laughs> do you like <laughs> – It was basically don't let anybody from the office find out. Got right. it. Got it. Because <laughs> because then then the then the two tag teams that are getting ready to kill each other are going to turn and they're all going to put their focus on you. For no, it was one it, tag it, team no, against team. each other. Like no, they were they were partners and they just had a beef for some reason. I don't know. And they're I in the Hall that. of Fame. Yep. I'll yeah, I know. I'm, I'm over here. It. I'm over here googling Hall of Fame. That <laughs> and, and the only thing I could see, say was the next night at the next at the at the at TV and uh, one of the members was hey. Jimmy, did you have fun last night? I said, uh, nope. <laughs> and then uh, I was told, uh, if this thing gets out to the wrong sheets, uh, I will be asking questions. I said, don't look at me. I don't talk to those. <sighs> well, I do now, but yeah, that's <laughs> this Jimmy is the only one I talk that live. To. I respect that. Yeah, I was going to say, you got a microphone now on one here. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> all right, looking at some super chats already coming through. 
mm-hmm. uh, regarding AEW Dynamite, Cheap Black, dollar ninety nine, saying AEW was not good tonight. It was a filler episode, and you know you say that, and we're we're a couple weeks out from Revolution. We finally started getting matches actually made. Funny enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. What how many matches get made? There's one match in the card. This pay-per-view is two weeks away. We had three months to build it. There's no time to be having no filler filling episode right now. Well, I mean, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but when we have the what we see Moxley and Paige and we have the tag team situation and, and I mean we that's are great. All rematches, basically. <laughs> that's what you're saying. We're gonna get four months waiting for a pay-per-view um... to watch rematch of matches that we've seen on free television for the last three months. That's what you're saying, right? I, I, I can't I can't argue there. Okay. Uh Tina Just Miller. <laughs> Tina Miller with a ten dollars. Thank you, Tina. She says, I love AEW. I really do. But I'm tired of the nothing burger matches and the nonsensical segments. I'm tired of the ones I'm emotionally invested in. Cough, Eddie Kingston. Not being on TV, AEW is chaos. Uh, well, I mean, I, you know, Kingston, just on his situation, I mean, he's certainly, uh, uh, for, for whatever you're missing him on Dynamite, he's certainly not leaving any boredom on social media, I'll say that. Not at uh, all. No, no. And and uh, Tina, I understand what you're saying, especially when it comes to my old uh, throwback when I keep saying 20 pounds of potatoes in a 10 pound bag. Yeah. Um, when can we, when can we upgrade that bag? I don't know. When do you, you know get to what? buy a new bag? Either a new bag or you just got to <laughs> just stick with the potatoes that fit. The problem is that they keep upgrading the bag, but they still they still stick to the same amount of pounds. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they should get a bigger bag, but they're not doing that. Yeah. I'm with Tina here. I understand where she's coming from. We're mm-hmm. all asking, where's the beef? Swedish made and larger pumps. This sort of thing is my bag, baby. Bye. Yeah. Austin. Okay. Danger powers. Okay. Little Austin powers reference there. This is my bag, baby. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's go ahead and get in. To dynamite, but I do want to start on the serious note the same way that they started with the in memoriam and the uh, uh, unfortunate passing of a legend, uh, a legend in the pro wrestling business, one Jerry Jarrett, uh, passing away, <clears throat> excuse me, passing away at age 80. So a uh, full life indeed. And of course, Jerry Jarrett, best known for his days uh, as a promoter, uh, co booking the Memphis territory with Jerry the King Lawler and that's I mean I and I say that we we could do a, an entire podcast all night long going through Jerry Jarrett's career contributions and effect that he had on the wrestling business and then the individual people uh but we, we don't have all that tonight but but obviously uh if you want to know more about Jerry if you don't know about him please do a good deep dive and google on him but certainly uh an, an unfortunate unfortunate news of his passing and uh his son Jeff Jarrett uh would get to wrestle tonight uh, and and honor his late father. This is just days after, uh, or actually, I think actually just a day. I think he yeah, a day. passed away yesterday. A yeah. day. It's been mm-hmm. a day. And and before we get into the actual show, all the respect to Jeff Jarrett for coming out there and doing what he did. I did think there was a little bit of, of nostalgia to the fact that we started the show with the graphic and it immediately hit to Jeff Jarrett's music. Mm-hmm. Um I can only show him my uttermost respect for being able mm-hmm. to come out there and do that. Um, so, yeah. props to him. Yep, Jimmy, let, let, I don't, I don't, I don't know when we'll get to talk about Jerry Jarrett again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's, I guess let's, let's go ahead and take at least a little bit, of, a few moments on it. Um, I, I, I'm sure you have had met him in dealings with him because I, if I, if I'm correct, uh, Jerry Jarrett in the early and mid '90s was a behind-the-scenes figure 
or at least consulting or were with WWF in, in the 90s? Am, am I mistaken? There was, an, there was an affiliation there, let's put it that okay. way. And, yeah. and he was working with them. And and I, I got to meet him a couple of times. A great gentleman, a smart man. When you talk about the territory days and, and one of the best territories around, he booked some fantastic television. Uh, uh, you know, the, the Memphis Territory back in those days was probably one of the best television shows out there. And it, it's too bad that it didn't get a wider spread across the United States and Canada. We didn't get to watch it here. You know, I got the the privilege of seeing all that stuff on, on there used to be this thing called VHS. And I would get these tapes and, and they, I just loved the show. And it, he was just phenomenal. And his, and his son learned from one of the best ever. So uh, that's why... Jeff has been able to be as successful as he's been over the years as well, because he listened to his dad and was, you know, a sponge just like he was. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, obviously Memphis is what Jerry gets uh, associated with, you know, in Memphis, you know, if, if you're not, again, if, if go back and find some, you know, where, however you can Memphis, uh, if you ask many of the ECW originals, they'll tell you they were just an updated version of what the Memphis territory uh, did and established. And hence why it was kind of so poetic that Jerry Lawler was such a anti ECW foil that was was used by the promotion at times as a crossover with wwe uh jerry jarrett uh again behind the scenes had some affiliation with wbf at a time uh was uh, was part of the, the launching of nwa tna which of course has evolved to tna and impact wrestling um just you know just really wild when you just when you think of all that i mean you can argue he's up there in a very short list obviously vince mcmahon probably being a number one but he's in a very short list of promoters who promoters and and people in the business that that had the impact they did um so um crazy times but again uh, thoughts and prayers with the entire jarrett family but as we noted his son jeff jarrett coming right out and is going to be part of this opening eight man tag it is jeff jarrett alongside jay lethal sanya dutt and satnam singh going up against orange cassidy the acclaimed and Billy Gunn, the acclaimed, of course, doing their rap. They have a little bit of history with Jeff Jarrett already, but they did pay some uh, brief respect to Jerry Jarrett and the rap, mm-hmm. which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, as we get into this match here, you know, a lot of moving parts, but you know, we get a visual for a moment of Satnam Singh. Uh, definitely, I believe, his first match on uh, Dynamite. Uh, we get the visual of him standing, uh, well, breast to nose mm-hmm. with <laughs> Orange Cassidy, just towers over him. We get Billy Gunn and Jeff Jarrett, uh, two guys who... Uh, don't 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 let age define them. Ultimately, though, we're gonna get a finish. This is this is where this is a variety show. It's a buffet. This finish took about a minute to execute, and it was them. Uh, it, it was Max Caster holding down Sanye Dutt uh, in this on his back with his legs up, and every single person elsewhere in the match tried to come in, and they foiled the other one. And finally, Anthony Bowens uh, hits the scissor me a finish move. Uh, you know, basically a leg drop. To Sanya's uh, uh, lower region, um, and then the wind goes to the acclaimed and the baby faces. Uh, Jimmy, your, your your takeaway on on this smorgasbord of 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 action? They're, they're trying to cram too much stuff into this match. I get it. It's an eight man tag. There's a lot of individuals, and you're trying to get certain individuals over in the match, and others you're trying to get heat on. Hopefully, getting heat, but. Nobody came out of this looking any better. Let's put it that way. It just—it was just a match for the sake of having a, a, a smorgasbord of stuff going on. It, it was a lot of chaos. Some of it was, yeah, you know, like oh, that was cool. But at, at the end of the day, 
what did it do for anybody really who benefited and that's the main thing coming out of this match who benefited and i i, I wish i had a good answer for you <laughs> isa uh did, yeah, did anybody get did anybody advance themselves for you in this match no you finish aew dynamite with such a last week with the questionable finish that left everybody in a what just happened of the acclaim losing the titles to the gun club now i will take into consideration that nobody watches rampage you choose to open with this if you're only a dynamite viewer are you not going to be confused why is the acclaim teaming up with orange cassidy here to take on these guys they should be chasing after the ass boys and wondering why they don't have their tag titles anymore nothing makes sense here you have orange cassidy holding a singles title that we're setting no feud for when revolution is two weeks away nobody looked good this was you know what the only thing that was on brand is that it was ass everything was ass here i have to wonder if this was um if this was an audible call to do this because by just request or tony or whoever um and this is just the most this is just what they came up because because then the rest of the night we see the acclaimed you know, the gun club do, they do come out at one point when when their dad's in the ring and they try to cause a distraction and then we come to find out later in the night that it's going to be the gun club defending the tag title in a triple threat but then no acclaim says it's going to be a fatal four because they're exercising their rematch clause so they definitely still have the acclaimed in the tag team title picture uh which just makes this opening match seem that much more random but i have to just wonder and think that this was an audible called uh to appease a request maybe of jeff Jarrett to to have one to have a match that he could do uh, dedicate to his father i don't know they yeah, they made the safe friday night on rampage the acclaim mm -hmm. came out and made the safe on rampage to when jeff jared and jay lethal attacked uh whoever they were attacking i can't even recall it and i covered that show as well <laughs> so that's why it was here but it made no yeah. sense if you look at the viewership from dynamite compared to rampage there's going to be a lot of people wondering Mm -hmm. why why is this happening so i don't i don't think it was an audible just because of the fact that they did put the acclaim in the storyline as of friday but when you look at the viewership that rampage did how many people are going to be aware of that going into tonight's show not a lot well that's i mean that's <clears throat> that's the story of the entire company is, is, is how many people are aware of what happened on rampage right. if, it's, if, it's, if it's meant to have relevance here uh john silver's uncle uh chiming in with a super chat saying tony critique the booking of you all right there he said tony critique the booking overall and repetitive <laughs> matches maybe the dude should try a people in glass houses match maybe mix it up a bit by giving moxley a challenge not to bleed in that one uh no. we'll get to that we'll, uh, we'll get to that in a minute uh <laughs> i enjoyed i not all three hours but i will say the majority of monday night raw i enjoyed mm -hmm. this week mm -hmm. well and i also i, I don't I, I don't know. I assume that Tony made that critique whenever he did uh, in an interview, probably pre Triple H regime, because that was the theme of Raw. Oh, is that, that's probably right. around the same time where uh, Jericho said that they were going to reach Raw viewership in a few months, right? Remember that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. That 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 that, uh, that graph projection didn't quite. <laughs> it didn't go as planned. Yeah. Didn't quite stick to it. Right. Uh, Terry Allen Jr. Uh, hello, Justin. Is the family doing really good? Uh, yes, everybody's everybody's doing good. Thank you awesome. for asking. <laughs> All right. So up next, we get a uh, we're in Te we're in Laredo, Texas. I don't think I mentioned that we're in Laredo, Texas. So Texas tornado tag match. 
insert that- joke here. Yes, I know. I know. Uh, sorry. The special rule stipulates that in this match only, everybody's allowed to be in the ring at the same time. Jimmy, were you happy about this? I was like, so how is this different from any other tag match? <laughs> but uh, anyway, I digress. Continue, Justin. Okay. <laughs> Sal has a chat. He says, I'm convinced Tony Khan books his shows by pulling names out of a hat and putting them in random matches with no build. Mm-hmm. That, so now that makes me think of, uh, this is the real, now I feel like Glenn, this is a real obscure reference. If anybody ever watched the Damon Wayans 90s movie, Blank Man, there's a guy that there's a guy in the movie that he you know he runs like the news station and he comes up they come up they, they run like the the, the cheap tabloid <clears throat> news station they come up with all the crazy stories you know aliens for whatever sleeping with whatever and he, and he basically goes and he takes a dart and he just throws it against the index cards to make the headline of the story they're gonna have that's the visual I have with Sal's comment as Tony's just throwing darts to figure out who's gonna go where. I wouldn't have an issue with the throwing darts booking if we weren't two weeks from a pay-per-view when you have four pay-per-views a year and you have months to build it. Let's say Mm -hmm. you just had a pay-per-view and we still don't have to worry about booking that for three months, throw darts. But when you are two weeks away and tickets are not moving as of right now, this is not the show that you should be booking. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, Choo-choo. Choo-choo. Shada. Issa is hot. Like Thank like a little you. Bit. It is about 84 degrees in here right yeah. now. <laughs> there we go. Uh, and yes, uh, night, night one picked up my, my, my blank man reference. Okay, <laughs> so here we go. So Texas Tornado, everybody can be in the ring at the same time. We got uh, <clears throat> Roosh and Preston Vance up against John Moxley and Claudio Castanoli. Uh, this match starts with uh, the, the heels jumping Moxley and Claudio in the crowd, which I'm actually okay with because I've always thought this. If you know that you're going to have these baby faces that are going to make an entrance to the crowd, why would you not then use that as a use that piece of intel and sneak attack them so i like that uh there's chairs there's chains and of course uh, death taxes and john moxley bleeding is what we have going on here at one point jose the assistant gets involved wheeler yuda comes out attacks him runs him off that's the theme of the night as well uh finally john moxley is going to choke vance with the chain and then transition into uh, an armbar variation for the submission uh so moxley and claudio get the win we do see backstage hangman page uh, watching the monitor, very interested, still interested in John Moxley. And all the while he's doing that, he gets attacked by Butcher Blade and Kip Sabian, uh, setting up a tease for the match later in the night between Page and Sabian. Uh, a lot going on here, Issa. Um, I, I mean, where, where do you want to go from here? A lot. This obviously sets up later for Moxley later in the night. But uh, did you like this match? Was it entertaining, or is this, or is this Moxley blood stuff getting too repetitive? Are we going to give him a shout out for doing the blood stuff during the commercial break so we don't catch it on camera? I mean, that's well, an improvement. Well, well, it was picture in picture. I don't know if, it, if it, I don't know if the camera called it or not. But yeah, at least harder, at least, harder at least, to catch it. Smaller window. Look, I, I, I do a watch along live for this show, so I'm watching it with a group of people. And the first thing that I have to point out is that a lot of people in my in my in my watch along party had no clue who half of the people in this match were. (laughs) (laughs) And that is a fact. It was on the chat, and I'm I'm there as well. Yes, the blood stuff is getting repetitive. Everybody's bleeding. I have no idea that this was a tornado match. Um, And I don't know that it was announced ahead of time, but obviously I'm not listening to the commentary when I'm I'm watching it live. So I, I, I felt very lost. And I could not understand why this was happening. And then you have Hangman. So you are teasing a little bit of a story here with Hangman and 
Mox, but they're fighting somebody else. Rouge was in the ring with Brian last week. Like, why is he here now fighting these people? Blackpool Combat Club. They haven't really been a thing for a while. Like, we don't see them hanging out together all the time, right? And then, and then Hangman gets attacked by, I don't even know who attacked him, Kip Sabian, as you said, because they're going to have a match, but you announced it ahead of time. So there's just, I, I, no, this didn't do it for me. Zip. This didn't do Zip. it for me. Zip. That's the sound of the darts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, Jimmy, uh, they, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I agree a lot with, well, and really, Issa, if, if you, if you, and I never even thought about that. I know you do the watch long. If you watch Dynamite without commentary, that's an even greater handicap because many times commentary has to put uh, it together. They, ha- they have to catch things up for you because things are not as, uh, or do their best to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. it's a whole different, uh, it's a whole different experience, and I and I noticed that um, when I when I'm reading reviews or we're, we're sitting here talking, you guys will catch me out on something where I'm like, when I was watching it, but I just I don't I can't hear the commentary when I'm mm-hmm. talking over them. Um, but regardless, it shouldn't be commentary's job. That should be announced ahead of time. I felt very lost, and it felt so all over the place, and and you don't understand why they're fighting each other. And again, it's the same criticism that I have for match one. We had a pay-per-view in a few weeks. This does mm-hmm. nothing for anyone. Right. Yeah, I, I'll say this, though, because we're going to get back to Mox. So I'll, I'll get back to him when mm-hmm. um, when that time the show comes. Preston Vance, you know, he also finds himself bleeding. And he's one that, uh, you know, for the longest time, when he was part of Dark Order, <laughs> he was under a mask. And I always said, like, this guy looks too good to be under a mask. Like, this guy needs to... Uh, so I, I do find it interesting that he's now on the heel side of things, unmasked, new kind of gimmick. He's you know a line, he's got a line with Roosh. Uh, he's out there bleeding. Um, and obviously, I, so I just I don't know. We'll see where, what what they do with him. But I do like the fact that he's been detached from the Dark Order, and you know maybe there's potential to do something with him. Um, yeah, but but then again, uh, it, it's the, the other things. Uh, like I get that this was a Texas tornado match, so anything goes. There's no disqualifications. You know, use weapons. Use, but even weapons aren't enough to get a pinfall. I they introduce the chain, they introduce this chain, and okay, they give the shot to to Mox with the chain, the cover one two, and he barely kicks out. And you can kind of go, well, you know what I mean. And then Claudio gets. A hold of the chain and he's beating the living you know what out of Vance with it he should be he should be like being measured you know what if you know what I mean and then he gives him the giant swings after beating the living crap out of him with the chain and yes I know that uh, his partner Roosh made the save on the pin attempt but at the same time 30 seconds later Vance is up no selling the stuff on offense go you know, sometimes yeah. stuff just doesn't make sense. It goes back to that quality control question we ask. <clears throat> you know, how many how many roll-ups do you need? How many times do you need to have people come from the back to attack the people that are outside of the ring? Or I mean, and, and yeah, I mean you look at this match. If you if you if if this is your first time tuning into Dynamite for the first time in weeks or months or whatever, you would think that uh that Preston Vance uh, you know, you know, attempted murder on John Moxley because because you see the weapons, you see the blood. That this is the type of thing that usually is reserved for like a payoff to a feud. And and mm-hmm. but this was the. the it meant you know. nothing tonight. I, I get it. Yes, there was stuff going on, but when you see it every week, it's like it, it, it almost felt like a Texas Tornado match. Okay, how long is it going to take? When is he going to? When are we? When's yeah. he going to do the deed? When is the blood going to show? You know what I mean? It, it, you were expecting it. And it meant, and it didn't mean much. Let's put it that way. 
John Silver's uncle chimes in. He says, Moxley Super Bowl Gillette commercial, major miss. Agreed. <laughs> uh, yeah. funny. That's funny. That's, that's good. That's pretty good. I like that. I so wish I would we'll get... to the point where I wish I would have thought of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> there's always next year with the Super Bowl. So anybody <laughs> from Gillette hears this. Right. Uh, all right. So we'll get back to Moxley in a little bit here. We're going to revisit him <clears throat> and the in- issue with Hangman Adam Page. Up next, we get the advertised sit down interview between Jim Ross and Wardlow, where uh, you know the, the whole premise is about how Samoa Joe, of course, cut Wardlow's hair. Uh, when Joe last beat him for the ti- <clears throat> last beat him for the title, excuse me, and Ross basically saying to Wardlow, you know, obviously you got pretty close to Joe there for a while. This must have, you know, the, there must have been some things that Joe learned. He's using against you. Mm-hmm. And Wardlow proceeds to tell a story. He says, "Yes, that is true." And Wardlow proceeds to tell the story about how he was close with his father until about eight. Then his father was out of his life. Then his father came back into his life briefly. Uh, when 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 Wardlow was adult, and, and but unfortunately uh, was at stage four cancer, was able to see Wardlow with, do his first wrestling match, uh, but then uh, shortly thereafter uh, passed away. And, and Wardlow uh, notes how uh, you know he said his final good- goodbyes, and this is what I'm going to do with my life and fulfill. And uh, because of his dad's look, and they're showing old pictures and such, uh, Wardlow decided to to embrace to grow the hair out, grow the beard out, embrace that, embrace a look that uh, somewhat similar to what his dad has, and that's. That's the Wardlow we've all come to know on national TV. And so Joe cutting that hair uh, cuts a lot deeper than just what's on the surface. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I thought, I mean, this, give me some story. Give me some emotion. This is how it's done. No, absolutely. I agree. Uh, Sorry to cut you off, Justin, but you're right. This is now we're getting to know Wardlow, the person. And that's what it's about. You want to you feel invested in the person, not just the fact that he's, oh, that big guy over there. We started to get to know him. The only issue I had at the end of this was he's telling a great story. I'm getting, you know, I'm listening to him and I'm going, wow, you know, that's that's an amazing story that he was telling. And then he turned it into wrestling promo. You know what I mean? He uh, he he switched it from from being, uh, you know, insightful and giving us a personal look inside of of him, Wardlow, the man and turned it into Wardlow, the wrestler. I wish it would have stayed more, uh, you know, personal. Let's put it that way. See, so, so and Jimmy, I mean, that, that, that's a fair critique that, that then almost goes that then almost translates into the critique you have oftentimes about the booking in the ring. They kind of, in a way, did it maybe not as egregiously, but did it in the promo, which is if they just sort of stopped here, but instead they try to pack a few more pounds of potatoes in when they could have just stopped a certain. Yeah, just just leave it at letting us know more about him, and he could say, you know what, and everything I do moving forward, you know, I'm doing with with my dad and my heart. There was something like that, you know. It didn't have to be. Well, let me tell you something, brother. Afterwards, you know, that's how it felt. Issa, how did this uh, the sit down with Wardlow come off to you? Do you want me to be honest? I'd hope so. Too little, too late. You shouldn't have Warlow. Tell us who he is. Tell us why he's doing this. Tell us why it means so much to him after he beat MJF at Double or Nothing. Not now, after you kept him off TV for a week and you have him coming back looking like a freaking car salesman, like a car insurance salesman. I'm sorry. I was wondering if my car warranty like was out while the time he was talking about this. Like It's, it's, it's a fact. Yeah. You can't Keep him off TV for a few weeks and and and, and attempt to re, to hit the reset button and think it's gonna work. 
people are no longer invested, people are no longer interested, and you haven't come back in the same field he was involved in at the end of things. I like the story. I like the idea of adding something to it. We'll see where it goes. It felt like a promo, so I couldn't connect to it. I'm with you on that, Jimmy. And I can't help but to say it is too little too late. And, and I don't want to say that the hair made him, but it, it really does make a difference in, in the way that he comes off. And it doesn't have anything to do with the hair. You were doing that before that. You had him come out there looking like he was starting in a, in a Hallmark Channel Christmas movie before you even cut the hair. Like you killed this guy's momentum months ago. So you can't blame me for not being... And, and let me remind you that I used to think it was the hottest thing in AEW television, literally, by double or nothing. And now all that momentum is gone and you're trying to grasp onto something to figure out how to bring it back. And I don't feel like this is the way to bring it back. Sorry. No, well, they definitely lost some momentum with me. Obviously, we, we can go all the way back to the night where he's has his, his payoff match with MJF. And of course, MJF famously, I guess, has whatever going on backstage and leaves. Um, but yeah, they, yeah, they having had, they come had the... back, if you were to cut his hair and take yeah. him off TV because of Samoa Joe, having come back and interrupt MJF. Mm. I get it. Yeah. He's involved in a storyline with Brian. Then wait. You already mm. waited to bring him back for this long. Wait until it counts, until it matters. Yeah, I mean, they need to regain momentum. They had lightning in a bottle with him. Uh, I think yeah. him being off these last few weeks, I think, was due to injuries. I think that just unfortunately right. became a bad card that got dealt of, okay, we got to have Joe beat him or orders off TV. But I kind of agree. I don't know if I... I don't know if I want to see him come back and get revenge on Joe or if I just want to see him move on. Um, but yeah, I, I think I about know. it. MJF has all this momentum. He's a heel. He's getting all this heat. This is the last guy to beat him before MJF goes on this run. Yeah. You really could regain that magic if you just brought him back at the right time, at the right moment. So I'm just, you know, and, and think about it. Like MJF and the drama that happened with him, the real life drama, is really part of what killed. Warlow's momentum. So why not use that? AEW yeah. loves using real life into the storylines. Why not use that? In your busy day-to-day -day life, the last thing you should need to worry about is home security. That's why I use the Eufy Video Lock. The Eufy Video Lock is a 3-in-1 smart lock, 2K camera, and doorbell. That's three functions to triple your security in one device that's easy to install. All you need is a Phillips screwdriver. And it's not just for security, it's also convenient. With keyless entry, fingerprints unlock the door in less than a second. You can also assign passwords to your family members and see them coming and going with the integrated camera. See who's at your door anytime with the enhanced night vision, 2K clear sight, and two-way audio. Unlike other brands, the Eufy Video Lock has no monthly fee. It also has an 18-month warranty and customer support on standby 24-7. I love this lock when I'm far from home or receiving a package and I'm laying on the couch and don't feel like getting up. For more information, search for Eufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can get complete control of your door. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Well, let's say, let me ask you this. If um, 
it's obviously Wardle and Joe are not done. So we're going to see a match between them here again. I don't a know rematch. Because yeah, it's, it's re- <laughs> it should be called rematch, not revolution. Rematch. <laughs> the rematch revolution. So we're going to get a rematch yeah. between them two, probably at revolution. Uh, if Wardle comes in, beats Joe, and then let's say, let's hypothetically say that MJF retains and beats Brian Danielson, also revolution. If the next dynamite, if the next thing is MJF saying, look, I beat your best in the world. I beat everybody. I beat everybody. I beat everybody. And then Warlow comes out and says, you haven't beat me. I mean, just on that, on paper, are you all of a sudden perked back up? Interested again? No. Not if no. you don't show me Warlow up until that point. If you have Warlow come back for that, maybe. I mean, I you, you we just got to see where it goes. But again, I will go back to hashtag too little, too late. You killed it, and now you're trying to regain something that you managed to kill off yourself. It's, it's weird. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we'll see what uh, what comes of it. But uh, that was, uh, again, I, I, I like the idea of what was going on here, uh, him using a real-life story of his of, of losing his father, uh, unfortunately, and then, you know, tossing in the hair thing, and then as Jimmy said, the promo. But uh, Let me we'll ask see. you something. Do you think if you would have done it in video packages instead of having him become involved with Samoa Joe? If you would have done it in video packages, I know we're doing that with Hobbs right now. But do you think it would have been more efficient? Maybe for me, it would have been more efficient. Hmm. Yeah, I, 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 there is an advantage of doing video packages in that you can do them in small sections. You don't you don't need them to be that long, and you know make the anticipation. You know, is he, right. is he coming back? You know what I mean? So yeah, I can see the value in doing it that way. Thank you. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, and who knows? Maybe, maybe they have more of that they'll do um, mm-hmm. uh, in some form of a, of a video package mm-hmm. <clears throat> with Wardle. All right, up next, we get Mark Briscoe versus Josh Wood. This little brief interaction mm-hmm. they had earlier backstage. Uh, so you got uh, you know, Tony Nese is out there. Ari Davari is out there. They start attacking Mark Briscoe. Once mm-hmm. again, here comes somebody to fight them off. Here comes the Lucha Brothers yeah. to fight them off and chase them off. With the, with just a horrible ref distraction. I know I can't. I, I'm sorry I keep yeah. harping on this thing, but it just looked bad because the, the ref was distracted for too long. It went on too long. Anyways. Yep. Sorry. Uh, sorry, Justin. Yeah. It just, it just mm-hmm. you know, as a former striped shirt, it just bugs the living you-know-what out of me. All of, I mean, none of our mics are muted. Ever, you can talk whenever you want to talk. It's fine. <laughs> no, I just, <laughs> having... I, I just feel bad that I kind of jumped in and cut you off. That's all. I'd rather you I'd rather you jump in and cut me off than there'd be dead air and you don't have anything to say. <laughs> <laughs> so it's okay. okay. Cool. It's okay. Uh, we see a, we see a pretty uh, devastating corkscrew suplex from Woods to Briscoe off the apron to the floor. Uh, but finally, though, Mark uh, Briscoe is going to get the win uh, with an elbow from the top. Mark Briscoe, Issa, I know you told a great story when we were, when, when, when we were discussing uh, the Briscoes and the passing of, of Jay. Um, Mark Briscoe, he was really over tonight. This crowd was up and, and entertained by him. He's making his noise, doing his redneck kung fu, where he's doing all his little huffing and puffing. Um, I, As he should I, be. As he yeah, should be. The, the people really kind of have, and, and I'm sure there's a little bit of emotion that's on the side of it, of like, they, you know, they, this, this is a feel-good story, right? Um, this guy just lost his, his brother suddenly and tragically you know, a month ago. Uh, but this crowd in Laredo tonight, they, they were feeling Mark Briscoe. You can't help but to. I think Mark Briscoe, regardless of everything that that has happened in the last few weeks, such a lovable guy. The promos, you always see him be the comedian, like the comedic side to Jay Briscoe. Jay Briscoe was the more serious badass of the two, right? I always found Mark to be the lovable of the two where Jay was the more scary, intimidating guy when they're doing their promos, right? 
And there's a part of us that really would have loved to see Jay being AEW television. This is something that has gone back and forward for months. We heard about it. Obviously, if you watch the BTE that the Young Bucks did after Jay's passing, they talk about how they try to get the Briscoes here since they created AEW. So at this point, I feel like I'm not going to sit here and ponder on why couldn't they do this when Jay was here. I'm going to enjoy the fact that Mark is getting to do it for both of them. And I feel like maybe that's the way that we're all seeing it right now. In addition to that, I hear that he's a very, um, he, he believes in his faith. And to see him come out there and do what he's doing right now and the charisma and still be doing all of that while, you know, he's probably suffering inside because he hasn't done this without his brother. There, there's nothing but respect. So even if you book him in a weird match where the Lucha Bros come out after we haven't seen him in weeks and you're like, why are they here? It doesn't matter. This is Mark Briscoe's moment and he's getting to shine for both himself and Jay. And I'm going to applaud and I'm going to be here for this. This is one of those parts of wrestling that are willing to suspend my disbelief, forget kayfabe and just support this guy until the end. Bravo. Jimmy, um, uh, you know, Mark Briscoe, he looks a little bit different. He works a little mm -hmm. bit different. Right. But um, you can't deny when something feels authentic and that fans are reacting to it. And he certainly feels like he is just being the authentic version of who he is. And that's the that's the, the beauty of it. it you, you, when you see him in the ring, regardless of what he's doing, whether he's, you know, uh, chattering during the match or whatever he's doing or whatever move he's performing, it feels like him. And that's uh, and I hate to harp back on the, on the Wardlow thing, uh, you know, he was I, when he was telling the story, it felt authentic, and then he went into wrestling mode. With uh, with Mark Briscoe uh, tonight, it just felt like I'm watching a guy being him mm. in the ring. And you're right; it, it felt authentic, it felt real. And to Issa's point, the su suspension of disbelief, you know, it it makes it a lot easier. Let's put it that way: you can sit back and go, "This is what I want to see." <laughs> I want to see Mark Briscoe. I don't want to see. Mark I like playing yeah. pro wrestling. I like them. I always did. As soon as I was introduced to my first Briscoe's promo, I'll never forget. Thank you, Nick Hosman. I fell in love with this team. And I feel like they're so legit. And the way they came off to me, regardless of what happens, I just they won, right? I'm gonna support them. I fell in love, and that's just something that I feel like everybody has. It comes out, the pop is there. And if you look at the ratings quarterly look at the first time you had him in the show and how the ratings did i'm looking forward to see how we do here people are here to support him yeah well uh looks like we'll be seeing more of mark briscoe here on uh aw and or ring of honor uh, mm -hmm. uh programming uh tina miller i'm sorry I, tina you had um she had said this back when we were talking about the texas tornado i believe uh yeah just saying why are you doing all that with someone you had zero beef with it's crazy it means nothing much love i'm done ranting now you're talking about <laughs> Moxley and, and the chain and, and Preston Vance yeah. and and yeah I think Tina we 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 all agree with the, that. The mm -hmm. thing of it is, you could have read this super chat at the majority of this show and it would have been fitting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, pretty much, <laughs> pretty much. So so uh, squeezing it in now kind of fits as well. Fair, it's fair, the, fair. Goes in the bag, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it's a lot of mashed potatoes. Mm -hmm. All right, we get a backstage, uh, another sit-down interview. This one a little more lighthearted with uh, Renee and Adam Cole. Mm -hmm. Ta Adam's talking about, you know, he's basically got the new lease on life, as they say. You know, he's not, not not dealing with all the mental, or not not mental, not dealing with all the physical uh, issues that he had been battling mm -hmm. uh, with his health. <clears throat> and uh, the next chapter, he's going to return to the ring. It's it's a stacked roster. He's got his got his eye on some people that he might want to 
tangle it up with. Renee's trying to get him to spill the beans, but he he won't. He has to process. Well, he should have. He's it's not ready to still name. The he should have spilled the beans. Uh, he's not ready. To, he's not ready to name names. Nope. So what are we not gonna ready. do? Wait until the rampage the night before the pay per view. Hopefully not the rampage. Let's put it that way. No, that's what's gonna happen, Jimmy. You and I both know it. Lisa, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'd have to think that if if he. If he is medically cleared, I don't know this, but if he you is won medically him on the cleared, card. you won. Then him yeah, the I would card. think that you yeah. And the fact that we have um, what? How many more dynamites do we have before we two more dynamites? Two, two. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I would think if it's not announced by next week, I don't think it's happening. I don't okay. think it's having a match of revolution. <sighs> That's Unless, the problem. Or, or, I, if or, I have Adam, go ahead. Or sorry, but or who they deem is the right return opponent for him. Is already in a match, and then and Cole's gonna make himself his presence felt after their said mm-hmm. match at Revolution. Right. Hmm. I mean, we haven't seen Cole since Forbidden Door. If yeah. he is medically clear, I will want to set the match and, and and build up some kind of field. I was waiting for somebody to interrupt this. I was waiting for him to drop some names so that way we could see who responds next week. If if this is the case, it's gonna be a one week field. If you're right, mm-hmm. and maybe he's not all the way there. Then maybe he yeah. does interrupt mm-hmm. the match. We'll see where it goes. Yeah. Great hopefully, promo, hope, yeah. Great promo. No, no, very good. Uh, he's a great talker. And, and and like you said, hopefully he's able to tell his story because I love the way that he mentioned that when he was talking to Renee, that he's mm-hmm. he's re- he's ready to continue his story and his journey. And he put over the roster huge, he put over the company huge, which is what you're supposed to do. And but he did it in a way that I you talked about sounding authentic. It sounded like he believed what he was saying. Yeah, and, and the things that he said in the first promo when he came back and tonight about the things that he went through, he's mm-hmm. such a good talker, and you know that this wasn't an easy journey for him. It makes you want to root for him, and I do believe we need to build some baby faces in AEW mm-hmm. right now because what's going to happen if NJF retains? Where is it going to go after Revolution? Mm-hmm. Well, we need to build some baby faces here. Mm-hmm. All right, so that was going to be my question, and I'll ask you both because I think all three of us are, are big Adam Cole fans, but let me ask you this. Uh, prior to him getting injured, despite the crowd reaction and being there, Adam Cole, baby, and all the stuff, he was on the heel side of the fence. We talked about that. They they tried to mm-hmm. play into that, rightly or wrongly, they did. Mm-hmm. He's back. He's clearly talking and speaking as if he's in, is, he's on the babyface side of things. Is it okay if he doesn't have a match at Revolution because his next feud is he targets MJF or is that too much of a rush for babyface Adam Cole? Does he need to get a few wins and feuds as babyface Cole before he uh, challenges and provokes MJF? That's a good I, question. I think I will be okay with that if he comes out and we have a little bit of a stare down. Um, if you think about it, we have a Iron Man match. In a last man standing match. This could possibly be two hours in just two matches. So maybe I am okay sacrificing an Adam Cole match here for a bigger purpose, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so so we'll see. I, I, I If you're building him to be credible against MJF, should MJF retain here, which is what I'm assuming is going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I'm okay with that. Jimmy, I feel like there's some kind of, there's something there. There's some sub there's a subtext and AEW loves to, they love to make references to New York and, and to mm-hmm. WWE and, and to the competition. And obviously MJF leans in the, into that as well. Uh, basically talking about Bruce Pritchard's best friend and he's going there in 2024. I feel like there is something there. Adam Cole, you know, he, he was, he was the face of NXT for a time. I, I, I feel like there is a subtext of like Adam Cole, babyface Adam Cole, um, you know, cha- challenging verbally 
MJF and saying, you do all this talk about where you're, you know, blah, 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 where you're going to go. You, you, I don't even know if you, if you think, if you have any, if you even have what it takes to, to make it there. I, I don't know. I feel like there might be something there of, of you using mm-hmm. the fact that Adam Cole has been to the competition, albeit it was, it was NXT basically, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I just, I, I wonder if they're, they, they're kind of doing in some ways the same thing with Brian Danielson. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's 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 all in the presentation and how it is presented to the audience, and if the audience buys in, like uh, like we're going to talk about the the big promo segment uh, right after this, you know, uh, um, I'll save it for then. How's that? Remind me, and I will save it for then. <laughs> I will remind you. Make a note of it so you don't forget. Yeah. All right. So up next, we get MJF, who's contractually obligated to appear in Laredo, Texas tonight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he comes out. Um, he hates Dana, uh, Dana Brown. He hates Brian Danielson because Brian Danielson has all these people convinced that he's better than MJF. He he mocks Brian Danielson being there for the five star banger matches, and the reality is MJF has the world title. That's what you're here for. Uh, you're not here to hit the heart. You know, you're here to uh, you're here to be champion and, and, and to work. Uh, he says Brian is gonna Brian's gonna pull everything he's learned from every continent and country around the world that he's wrestled in. He's going to give MJF his toughest match, but it's still not going to be enough. MJF's going to be champion. MJF then brings out somebody who knows Brian Dennison from his entire career. He brings out the fallen angel, Christopher Daniels, who Daniels uh, <laughs> immediately uh, rats out MJF and shows an envelope of money that MJF had paid him, wanted him to to just run uh, Brian Dennison into the ground, but Daniels won't do that. He says the fact is Brian Dennison is going to kick your dick in the dirt. Mm-hmm. He proceeds to say that if there's no Brian Dennison, there's no ring of honor. If there's no ring of honor, there's no AEW. And if there's no AEW, there's no MJF. The two men get a little agitated. Daniel slaps MJF. MJF then uh, kicks him in the balls and applies the arm bar salt of the earth finisher before Brian comes out and runs him off. So, Jimmy, go ahead here and give me uh, give me your reaction on this one. No, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a great promo segment. And uh, it's funny how we get the, a long, good promo segment uh, after a couple of weeks of very good ones we saw on the other guys. You know, it, it, it just goes to show you that at least they're learning that this is the kind of stuff that draws an audience in. What we saw tonight, I, th- I, I enjoyed very much. I enjoyed the promo segment. I enjoyed, you know, you talk about auth- uh, feeling authentic. You know that Christopher Daniels and Brian Danielson are good buddies and he won't give he, he won't throw him under the bus for any amount of money which was kind of like a cool little yeah. side thing but at the same time mjf just came off like such a total dick after this thing then and which is good which is going to be in the dirt it's which, which is going to yeah. be in the dirt come which, well would have been in the dirt but apparently it, he put the, the shoe on the other foot when it came to, oh no that's a bad uh, uh but you know what i mean and and it you know, with with uh, Danielson coming out to make the save and him powdering and the whole bit, it just it, it just worked. I think I think it really worked. Yeah, uh, Issa, you're an MJF fan. Uh, did this do what it needed to do for you? Wait, 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 wait. I got it. I got it right here. Uh huh. This is why you got to be watching the video. All you people out there in audio land, you got to be watching Issa, uh, Issa with her MJF scarf and the rest of her wardrobe. <laughs> I um I thought it went on a little too long okay. for my liking. I will say I there was something about this that I like, and it was the fact that he brought out Christopher Daniels and he was the one who did the good talking about Brian. Mm-hmm. Because 
when NJF on the beginning, before he brought out Daniels, I was like, don't talk about Brian like that. Like, like use something else, but don't tell me that he's not good, that he's not worthy when we know what Brian can do. Like, it, it bothered me until he brought out Daniels. And Daniels played the whole, you pay me, but I'm not going to do that because I respect Daniel Bryanson. I don't, I can, still can't say his name, so I'm just going to stick with Brian. Because for a second there, I was like, somebody has to put Brian over here. Like, we all know Brian is good. That's not something that can be hit no matter who he's facing. So I like that. I did think it went on for a little too long. But it is NJF's job to get that heat, to get that hate from the crowd. And he did that. They didn't want to hear anything he had to say. As a businessman, NJF is a horrible businessman. He keeps paying these people ahead of getting the job done, and that's just not how it works. Like, NJF, call me, buddy. Let me help you out with this. Like, you're setting well, yourself well, up well, for failure. Well, for all we know, it's just a, it was just a deposit. It might not It doesn't matter. Amount. It doesn't matter. Look what he came out and did. And, he, and, and Daniels is an idiot, too, for giving the money back. I wouldn't. Can I, can, I, can I just throw something out there? And maybe yeah. I know you said it felt to you that it went a little long. I, I was okay with the length of it because mm -hmm. it, it felt meaningful and to lead up to this, uh, uh, you know, the match at the pay-per-view. But at the same time, at the end, when this segment was over, they didn't let it breathe. They didn't let it right. marinate. They didn't let the audience absorb they what they just me. saw. You know, when you I keep talking about 20 pounds of potatoes in a 10-pound bag. They... As soon as this segment ended, they should have said, oh, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back after this. Go to a commercial so that people could, go, could kind of, you know, rethink what they just saw and try and and remember what they saw instead of going right to the next segment and just saying, OK, hey, this was great. But nah, next. I do love that point of view because you are right. If it's going to be the most meaningful thing, we, we, we've been just a little bit critical about how a lot of this didn't mean anything. So this is the one segment for the only match up to this point that you have set up for the pay-per-view. Yes, let it take its time, but at the same time, let it breathe. And maybe that's why it felt that way to me because we kind of like kept going, kept going, kept going, and it got lost in the shuffle. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Let's talk about this. Uh, obviously, we're still a few weeks away, but... um. You know, I mean, when we can make our official predictions on the, on the final dynamite before, but you know, th these two guys, Brian Danielson and MJF, are going to go sixty minutes in an Ironman match. Can't wait. Um, you know, you you say Ironman match, my mind immediately goes to the first one I ever saw, which was uh, Brett and Sean at Mania uh, Twelve. Um, and and, and like those and those guys had such a story. I mean, they were in the, the the video package leading up to it, and blah 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 blah. blah. Um, never mind the real life stuff, like. I'm Jimmy. I'm really curious, like how, and I'm and I'm curious because this is an Ironman match under an AEW roof, and 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 so much of the theme of our critiques on the things we don't like about AEW is the redundancy of, this is how they get rid of the extra people outside the ring. This mm -hmm. is how they, this is how they protect everybody, and they do these roll ups. Uh, nobody's finisher finishes anything, and uh, the ref distractions, and 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 in an Ironman match, a ref distraction, and if there's a if there's a you know, like DQs and, and countouts, those are decisions. Those actually could mm -hmm. count for some. So I, I'm really, I'm, have you given any thought to how the hell they're going to pull this off and what kind of quality control will they put into the effort of these two guys have to go an hour? They're likely going to be the last match. So you're going to have seen however many matches prior. Like I'm, I'm somewhat fascinated. I don't know if I'm fascinated because I'm going to see a work of art or if I'm fascinated because I'm slowing down to see the car wreck on the shoulder. But I'm fascinated to see how this how this comes out. I am too. And you know, if you're putting the pencil in my hand, I, I 
you tell me what you think of this idea. I, this is trying to think outside the box, come up with something unique and original and different uh, where the heel, uh, the heel champion comes out of this retaining the title, but the baby face looks super strong. This is an Ironman match, which means most falls or decisions in an hour, whoever gets them wins the match. Now let's say we go, 35 40 minutes and daniel bryan is up maybe three to one in falls against uh uh mjf and one and the one that uh mjf got maybe it was an accidental dq or a count out or something like that whatever the case may be uh what if during the course of the match as it continues somehow mjf gets that ring knocks out brian danielson for that Knockout punch covers one, two, three. Now it's three to two. And Brian Danielson is out. And Doc Samson comes in the ring. And all of a sudden he says, Hey, he can't continue this match. There's no way, you know, he's, you know, uh, he's, I'm not clearing him to continue this match. So now we're 45 minutes in. There's still 15 minutes left in the match. And because he couldn't finish the match and, and MJF was still, you know, good to go. Mm -hmm. He retains the title, even though he's down three to two in falls or something like that. So it doesn't have that. to be the it doesn't have to be the ring, but somehow he gets knocked out of the match and can't continue for medical reasons. Let's put it that way. I mean, that would be protecting Brian in the ultimate way, especially given that we all know Brian's. Uh, you know, we had to retire at one point. Mm -hmm. um, that, that's a hell of a idea. I definitely agree with you. Before you even said that, one of the one of the things that I was I was married to in my mind was ding 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 bell rings or whether you do this out the gate or whether at some point mjf just does the most blatant thing that's going to cause a dq which will cause a, a point for brian mm -hmm. but it's something that gets a dq that gets that, him like completely that, taken out and allow him to get a pin that's whether, what i whether, had in my mind whether it's whether yeah whether it's a brutal headshot whether it's a ball shot he does something that it's like he sacrificed going down one because he knows he's going to cash in way more than that mm -hmm. off of right off of study that's that's where my brain was at on this as well um but i i do want to see mjf being able to keep up with brian i do think that mjf because he's so good at his job he's so good at being a heel he's so good on the stick i think that a lot of times we don't talk about his wrestling and he's pretty good at it and if somebody can make anybody look good even a broomstick is brian mm -hmm. so while i never want i never in my brain said oh my god i can't wait to see mjf in an iron man match you did put him in that stipulation against the right person well and and and, and we'll we'll wrap this up now on, on this promo conversation but the funny thing is mjf he's doing it all in the heel voice and, and whatever in the heel character and but there is some weird truth to what he's saying in the sense of Yes, Brian Danielson is known for five-star bangers. He's entertaining. And I don't deny that. I mean, I will make the argument. Brian Danielson is potentially one of the best bell-to-bell -bell wrestlers today. Mm -hmm. But MJF is basically also trying to say there's that and there's those fans. He goes, and then there's a different kind of way to work. Like, not having to bust my ass like that, but you still get the job done. Mm -hmm. You still are entertaining. You still get the reaction. Like, and you still become a champion. Like, Without saying in so many words, he he he's peeling the curtain back a little bit, saying, "You type of fans love him for his five star, you know, internet fandom, mm -hmm. but that's not what this is. That's not what this business was built on. Uh, you know, so there's some interesting di dynamics that are mm -hmm. <clears throat> that are at play there. So uh, a lot to a lot to look forward to. Uh, I mean, for me, that is the match that, that the most look forward to right now for Revolution, mm -hmm. which I guess is a good thing. It is the main event. So. Mm -hmm. 
props there. All right, let's move on. Uh, Jungle Boy versus Brian Cage. Poor Brian Cage. He can't get in. You know, here, here, here's what puts in perspective of somebody like me who only watches Dynamite. I, I will read about what happened or whatever, whatever, but Dynamite's what's in my memory. And it's what we mm-hmm. do this. They're talking about how Brian Cage has one of the best singles records in the company this year. And yet all I can think about is that I've just seen him lose on Dynamite. Mm-hmm. He can't get a victory on Dynamite. Yeah. Jungle Boy beats him. Uh, oh, by the way, a hit to the back of the head. He rolls Brian Cage up. Right. Uh, and then afterwards, Christian Cage, uh, we haven't seen him in months. He's in a sling. Jungle Boy approaches him, charges him. Christian Cage maces t- uh, to Jungle Boy's eyes and then reveals the sling is uh, not needed. The arm is fine and hits the mm-hmm. kill switch. Engage. Uh, so, Jimmy, your Canadian uh, partner, Christian Cage, mm-hmm. back. And uh, they're continuing him and Jungle Boy. Yeah, it looks that way. And Christian is a master. He knows how to get heat. And he did it tonight. And, you know, he came out with the sling. And, of course, that was a ruse and the whole bit and the spray and then the, the kill switch on the stage. Um, I get like you, but like you, I, yes, uh, as much as I uh, enjoyed the heel version of Christian, I'm feeling so bad for uh, Cage right now. It, I, it, it just, you know, I got I mean? to imagine he's on his way out as a log configured. Uh, that, that's it. And, and I get trying to build up Jungle Boy because he is over with that audience. But at the same time, uh, it just it just doesn't feel like they're protecting cage at all. Issa, I'm pretty sure that you could get a three, the uh, three count on Brian cage right now. With a roll. Yeah, I'm-, <laughs> With a roll I'm pretty sure everybody can. The sad thing is not only did he lose here, he was just a setup guy to set up the real story, which is Christian cage coming back against jungle boy. Talk about, we talked about Warlow losing momentum. Christian Cage getting injured really probably screwed up a little bit the story of where they were going with Jungle Boy. And I'm glad that he's back. But Jungle Boy was over here hanging out with Hook a week ago. And now all of a sudden, forget about that. Let's put him in this match with Brian Cage so that we can bring Christian back. Well, he he, he cut a promo. He did cut a promo a few, uh, wherever, last few weeks and said, like, he's done the tag team thing. He wants to go singles. He wants to win singles goals. So they did at least give explanation of why he's not going to power around with Hook anymore. And that was it was on Dynamite, too. So I'll give him, I'll give him that. Okay, fine, but I don't pay attention to everything that happens. Anyway, <laughs> I know you were, you were, you were probably taking a shot on your watch along. I was just, I was just filling it in. I probably I was, was but regardless, you know, I just, I'm excited to see Christian back because I literally asked, I'm like, where has Christian been? Like, it feels like that story kind of like took a weird turn with Jungle Boy. Now we're back to where we needed to be. Hopefully, Christian is healthy and can stay healthy to put the finish to that story, so that we can move on with whatever we're doing with. with jungle boy i hate i hate having to suspend with disbelief to try to think that jungle boy can beat these guys it happened a full gear with luchasaurus i just can't do it and it happened again yay yeah um uh, jimmy i mean is is, is christian cage versus uh jungle boy is that another match for revolution or or is revolution is the card got to be slimmer because you do have you have one match that's dedicated to an hour already i mean what what do you think no, I, I mean, you could technically have it there, but at the same time, you, you run the risk of uh, overloading this card because you do have that one-hour match. And you've Jimmy, got some other, yeah. They put 50 matches on these pay-per-views. What are you talking about overloading? That's what they yeah. do. Yeah, well, yeah, there, there we go with the 20 pounds again. But anyway, yeah. what I, do. I mean, I mean, this, well, this is a match. You, this should build a little bit more. should have been given more than two weeks anyway, so let's put it that way. Well, we got another match that's ultimately going to get made here uh, mm-hmm. a- 
after we get a match. So we get Kip Sabian versus Hangman Page. Of course, we mentioned earlier Sabian, Butcher, and Blade jump, jump Page. Hangman comes out. Uh, you know, he makes quick work of Kip Sabian. He hits him with this uh, the, 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 the dead eye finisher, gets the pinfall victory. After that, uh, Mox, Claudio Wheeler, they come out. Uh, Mox says he doesn't think there's any unfinished business here with Hangman Page. He thinks he's done. He thinks that there's no chance in hell that Hangman could even try to beat him if they had a match again. Um, Page says that a roll-up is not the end of their story. It's not how it ends. He said it ends at Revolution. Hmm. Mox says, man, I I figured you'd be out here by yourself, no friends, nobody to talk Hmm. you into uh, not making a bad decision. And just as he says that, Dark Order comes out. Evil Uno gets all, uh, all, all buck and steps up to Moxley, says he's not afraid. Hangman doesn't like that the Dark Order's out there. Ultimately, though, Moxley challenges Hangman Page to a match at Revolution, challenges him to a Texas death match. So basically, what we got was a match to set up a match, a, a different match at the pay-per-view. The same thing said, that we just saw. The same thing that we just saw from Brian Cage and Jungle Boy, back-to-back. Back. You put Hangman mm-hmm. Page in the ring with Kip Sabian just to set up a different match. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Texas Deathmatch. Mm-hmm. Explosions, I hope. No, 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 no. no. Don't get carried <laughs> away now. <laughs> um, okay. uh, I, I mean, I, I, I wonder. If, if, I wonder if there's going to be blood in this match. <laughs> Come on, absolutely not. First of all, did you guys not think it was funny when he said a roll up can't finish the story? A, a roll up finishes <laughs> everything in professional wrestling. Nowadays. Oh, that, that, what that, are you that, talking that, about? That's why I wrote it down in big old letters and I put LOL with a bubble around it. Yeah, just, there you go. <laughs> like, that's, it's, it's almost like he was trolling the, the, the rest of the locker room. Yeah. What, oh. yeah, what on, is Jimmy. It, no, no, what is the most successful finishing move in all of professional the wrestling? The most devastating. Devastating move in professional wrestling. The school roll up. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing is like Evil Uno has never stepped up to anybody. So why did he choose for it to be John Moxley? Like, I'm sorry, like Well, you're yeah. gonna find out because next week Evil Uno takes on John Moxley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And watch, you're gonna be thinking of Evil Evil Uno is gonna make John Moxley bleed next week. I'm calling it. Oh my goodness. He's you know what? He's gonna he's gonna gimmick his mask, he's gonna slice something in there and headbutt, and there you go. Evil Uno is going to make John Moxley bleed next yeah. week. Yeah. You heard it here first. Mm-hmm. All right. Main event time. Let's get to the main event. Main event. The women. Oh, in the main who event. was in the main Wait. event? Two weeks in a row now, Jimmy. How do you feel about that? I am uh, I am pleasantly surprised. Let's put it that way. <laughs> main event. I, they still Tony's... only got 10 minutes. They still yes. only got yeah. 10 minutes, but at least they have gotten their 10 minutes on different spots in the show for the last mm-hmm. two weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it, it, and there was parts that felt rushed. They had to do the mm-hmm. picture in picture, go to commercial to get the last break in. But there was parts that felt rushed. But uh, so we got it's triple threat. Mm-hmm. Tony Storm coming out with Soraya. Uh, they see a DMD fan. They attack mm-hmm. her, rip up, rip up her sign. Ruby Soho comes out. She like doesn't necessarily save the fan, but she's kind of like trying to back off mm-hmm. Tony and Soraya. The whole story throughout here is Ruby Soho's kind of torn. She's been put in the middle of a lot of different situations here of who whose side is she on here comes Britt. Britt's got Jamie Hayter with her uh, eventually Soraya and Hayter are going to get involved Hayter coming to the defense Soraya comes in she attacks Britt uh, she spray paints uh, Tony Storm's uh, ass with a L and then Tony Storm does the hip attack trying to put the spray paint on what Britt. was it the point work. in that 
What was, it didn't what? work. Okay, all right, just making sure. On on paper, it's actually a very clever idea, but if if yeah. but if you do a run through, that's not going to work. It didn't work. Right. Um. Anyways, uh, ultimately though, uh, uh, so Tony does the uh, she does a hip attack um, to Brit, so Brit's now dazed. But then Ruby really comes in. Ruby disposes of Tony, and then uh, Ruby's able to roll up Brit, and uh, <laughs> Ruby gets the victory. Then Ruby is standing in between. Soraya and Jamie Hader, and she's screaming for this to stop and whatever, and she's 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 conflicted. She's been pulled apart in a lot of different ways, uh, and that's your dynamite. Qu- question for you, really quickly here is 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 Ruby supposed to be the babyface here? I don't know. I have no idea either because it definitely wasn't a babyface finish. Nope. Where where you know she took advantage. She of took it. advantage. Yeah, right. That's I, a great I, point, I, Jimmy. That's I mean, a great yeah. point. But I, maybe they're trying to play with the idea of she a heel, she a face. Which which team is she gonna go with? Right, but it, it didn't it didn't make it didn't endear me to her. No, they're not. I'm That's giving them sure. too much credit. They're not they're not thinking that much. I just <laughs> you, you 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 have you have you have momentum that was squandered with Wardlow at a time. You have mm-hmm. well Adam Cole's momentum was just squandered by poor unfortunate timing with injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brit over like Rover. I mean, I mean, Brit out there. She gets one of the best reactions. Uh, you know, Mark, she's her Mark Briscoe um, heat reaction for MJF. I mean, in terms of eliciting response, uh, Brit's got it. She's coming out the babyface side of the of the tunnel now. I mean, like they 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 just they recognize that she's. You know, I I don't know what they're trying to do. I, the Tony Storm Soraya thing. Both talented ladies. We saw that piss poor Bush League promo last week when they were trying to NWO spray paint. Leva Bates or whatever, they got brutalized online. It was terrible. Um, <laughs> and then this tonight, tonight, this this nobody feels other than Brit. Nobody feels like they're 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 stars or or, or they're or I understand what they're there for or doing. Or mm-hmm. just, and you know what the sad thing is is that they keep having Brit take all of these pins for nothing because they're not building anybody. Britt Baker is the only one that feels like a star and you have everybody pinning her for the last year and he's done nothing for nobody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody pinning her, but yet the fans still care the most about her. So that's, Of that's course, why wouldn't they? She has it. Mm-hmm. She, she exudes stardom. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, that was AEW Dynamite from Laredo, Texas, uh, as we are approaching uh, AEW uh, Rematch Revolution coming to you on Saturday, <laughs> March 5th. Yeah. Um, so that's that. Uh, that's that. That's Dynamite tonight. Uh, uh, coming up, I know uh, Friday night we have what? Uh, Friday night after SmackDown, Glenn. Rampage Alfred. will be earlier. Yes, yeah, Rampage okay. is going to be on at like 7 or something. Yes, leading so, into yeah. the leading into the NBA All Star Game, so let's see what what okay. happens there. Uh, Same thing that always happens. happens Nobody watches, anyway. Yeah. yeah. All right, Friday. <laughs> <laughs> East, are you on Fridays? Are you Glenn and Alfred? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. the other trio. But you guys know and, I love you. Just don't tell mm-hmm. them I love you too. No, we won't tell them. And then uh, Saturday <laughs> after <laughs> elimination, cha- Saturday after elimination <laughs> chamber, myself, Jimmy, Issa, is it with you? Yeah, it's me. All oh. right, there we go. All right, back. <laughs> so this this threesome is back on Saturday night after Elimination Chamber. Oh, that sounded weird. This <laughs> <laughs> your Wednesday night crew is back Saturday night after Elimination Chamber uh, mm-hmm. in Montreal. So it should be a fun. With all the potatoes and all the bags. 
all the potatoes, all the roll-ups, all, all it's all gonna be. We're bringing. I'm it excited for Elimination Chamber, you guys. I know this is the I dynamite yeah. pot. Me too. I yeah. think the card is stacked, and I cannot wait to sit down and watch it. I, I I wish I was there live, not only to see the show, but to hit that uh, my favorite smoked meat place that I go to in Montreal. But why are you going, Jimmy? No, is that like a long wait from you. I well, know, it, that's huge. Well, it's about a five-hour drive. Okay. Okay. Is that, a, is, that, is that a Pat Patterson get the smoked meat uh, from Montreal? Yeah, from yeah. The, from Schwartz's, or as Pat would call it, go to Schwartz and get the uh, get the meat, smoked meat. But you get to enjoy some great wrestling and discuss it with us afterwards, Jimmy. That is almost as good as your smoked meat. That's that's the reason why I'm not going. <laughs> that's cap, but, totally uh, cap. Speaking, speaking of which, uh, the, I, I bet I've told this story because the night before the screw job in Montreal. We were in line late at night because this place is packed, you know, right. to, to get a smoked meat sandwich, you know, the night before. And well, so we're like maybe five people, six people from the front, from the door now ready to get our, our sandwiches. And I'm there with, of course, Chimmel and 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 the, the crew. And all of a sudden we hear this familiar voice behind us going, oh, look at this motley crew up here. Ha, 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 ha. No. Yeah, and it was Vince with Gerald and Pat and everybody, and and we go, oh hey Vince, we got your spot up saved right up here, you know, like, just let, you know, and he's going, no, you don't have, no, wait, poop right here, you know what I mean? Roughly what year would, roughly what year would this be? Because it's 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 funny to think about Vince. I mean, I, I I have like this vision of Vince standing. You know, the bars just close at two, and Vince is standing in line for a well, taco truck or a smoked meat truck. Out what with year, the rest what of the year was the screw job? What year was the screw job? Oh, ninety-seven. Oh, oh yeah. was this after the screw job? He just like didn't no before it, before oh, okay. it, the night before. The oh night my before. god, that is yeah. so funny that you're so unbothered that you're getting smoked meat set. Oh, what a legend! Yeah. What a legend! Yeah. <laughs> and it was almost midnight too, so you know he was up late. <laughs> I relate. Hashtag wow. unbothered. Mm. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's, that's tremendous. So, yeah. uh, so Pat, I think uh, you know we're we're gonna we're gonna screw bread as soon as Sean uh, applies a sharpshooter. We're gonna make sure. What did they plan hey, this while I... eating this? Like that's crazy, right? Oh, can you imagine? Hey, can I get it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got you got any ribeye here that I can you know, like? <laughs> I have so many things in my so many crazy stories in my head just based on Vince planning this while eating his. Oh, that's incredible! Thank you, Jim. There's a there's a story. I don't remember where it's at. It's probably his podcast, I guess. There's a story. Like again, everybody knows. You know, you know, Vince loves ACDC. You know, Vince loves uh, a good steak. There's a story of Chris Jericho tells of he he'd been trying to get a hold of Vince and he wanted to he, he wanted to. I don't know if it's pitch an idea or like he or he wanted to debunk an idea or try to improve an idea, but he he wanted to talk to Vince. And he finally gets to Vince. It's either Vince's it's either Vince's office or it's Vince's limo. It's one of the two. But he's in a private setting with Vince, and Vince just has this steak that he's eating and chomping at. And Jericho, I guess, is like really is in, in, in earnest trying to give his feelings to Vince, and Vince is just. Mm bad cow and just critiquing the steak just kind of no selling what chris is talking about and i just that's amazing it's it's like put some respect don't stand in the way of the man and his meat right Uh, (laughs) i mean that sounded so wrong anyways all right that's it that's done uh final plugs go ahead isa go ahead 
Uh, you guys can find me at NYC Demon Diva on Instagram, Twitter, uh, YouTube. We're like this close to 20,000 subscribers. So you guys Ooh. can go and subscribe. You can find me here on Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And you can find me on Lucha Libre Online for all my interviewing and content in Espanol. Jimmy, give me your plug, but do it in Espanol, please. I wish I could. I can't, <laughs> I can't, I, it, unfortunately, it, I can't even do it in French, even though Canada is a two-language country. Um, you can find me here on Mondays and Wednesday nights. And, of course, this Saturday night after Elimination Chamber, the three of us will be back then as well. And you can catch me on all my social media platforms doing my ref and rants, uh, where I have a little fun critiquing this industry that I love so much. And, again, not, just to have a little fun, not to, not to tear down, but to help tighten screws, so to speak. And every once in a while, you can see me, uh, you know, making something to eat on my social media platforms too i love it i didn't realize you had an instagram and i follow you on instagram i'm a big fan of the content jimmy keep it up yeah i appreciate it thank you jimmy's a ref a chef and a greek uh screwdriver he uh, tightens the screws um make sure the chef my favorite Uh, make sure again if, if you listen to this podcast please leave uh, five star ratings leave comments reviews anything you can do all that engagement helps uh, a lot of things uh, a lot of things we're hoping to do mm-hmm. plan on this big big year that is for the wrestling podcast uh, follow me at Justin the bar uh, on all the socials Twitter Instagram all the things uh, Friday morning I'm on busted open radio with uh, uh, with the crew there on channel 156 on Sirius XM I'll be giving my final predictions for Elimination Chamber Saturday uh, so do you predict tweet- that Sammy dies basically mm-hmm. yes okay uh, don't tweet me asking. Tune in to Bustle. Exactly. I'll give you my final predictions there. Uh, and then Saturday night, yes, we will be back uh, live after Elimination Chamber, the three of us, uh, with what is going to be, no doubt, uh, is going to be a newsworthy Elimination Chamber. It is the last stop on the road to WrestleMania. So make sure you bookmark, uh, subscribe, whatever you got to do to make sure you don't miss us live Saturday night or listen to us on Sunday after the mm-hmm. fact. Thanks, to everybody. Wonderful chat room here tonight. Be kind. Be good, everybody. Thanks to my wonderful co-host. I love doing the Wednesday night show with these two. And uh, you know the deal. We'll all be back the rest of the week. Hang in there. If you What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands. And are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.